When one hears the word goblin, it may conjure up an image of a mischievous impolite creature with a penchant for trickery, a name evoked to keep small children in their beds at night. But what if I was to tell you there is another sort of goblin, one with a mouthful of sharp teeth and the dead black eyes of a shark, that they were once human like you or I, but twisted into their terrible forms by fell magic and sent with unwavering obedience to punish and devour those they once loved. The Knights of the Ship Actual Play Podcast presents Zweihander, Feast of Goblins. Now we are recording. Good evening, everyone. Here we are back at the shed. Unfortunately, Kevin, who plays uh, the very old grandma, Joan, Joan, is uh, he's unwell. Maybe maybe try that again because we said it'll Joan at about the same time. It'll sound weird. So oh, right, right from the start. <laughs> no, no, just start with just start with Joan. Just, Joan. just start again. What's up, man? We have to start the whole entire adventure again. Back yeah, it's ruined. Day okay. one. It's unfortunate Kevin cannot be here tonight. He's unwell, and so we won't have Joan joining us tonight. So we'll find somewhere to park her during the adventure. But for the first time, we have both Brent and Richie tapping in. I'll let them introduce themselves so that they might refresh you upon who they're playing. Uh, This is Brent here. I'm playing Ilse, who's a young, devout, religious girl who's uh, on a bit of a... um, a pilgrimage, uh, but now she's in some strange land, obviously. It's getting stranger by the day. It's Dave here. Uh, I'm playing Rafe Reimer, the smuggler. Uh, if you don't know about Rafe already, you obviously haven't been listening to the podcast and what the fuck have you been doing? <laughs> <laughs> and uh, just for anybody who's worried, in Kevin's absence tonight, I have got the rock that you need. <laughs> uh, this is Toby, but I'm playing Marsha tonight. I'm playing the nun who has basically lost all religion and is uh, going on a ma- rampage, killing anything she can. No, not really, but you know what I mean. Uh, this is Richie. I'm playing Bias Philibus, academic and antiquarian. Um, and it'll probably take me some time to get back into the Bias groove. It's been a while. Now, Richie, I believe you've been... Uh doing some art presentations in foreign countries. And that's, um, so we're very blessed to have you here with us again. Thanks, Paul. It's good to be back. <laughs> Hi, it's Hayden again. Um, I will be playing Helmut Siegler, the young boy on his quest for honey lollies. Uh, he will be accompanied <laughs> by his dog, Frida. Very good. So last time when we finished, the party had just arrived in Skold and the old Katakan Inn. It was later in the afternoon and you'd just secured rooms for the night. Helmut and Frida were going to be sleeping in the in the barn. I think a common room might have been purchased, however, and, and some other rooms as well. Joan however, and, you've Joan been, and um, Marja are sharing a room. And... Uh, for the rest of you, your rooms have been upgraded, and uh, it 
appears to be a fortuitous occasion as Ilsa has somehow made her way through the lands from Harmonia to meet you here. What was um what was she doing? Why couldn't she travel with the party and uh, experience the eventful journey that um they will no doubt told you about? Well, back in her homeland, her mother was a healer and her mother used to um, ask Ilse to forage for herbs in the forest and she became quite an expert at, at that particular job. Um, so I believe that uh, Ilse was off foraging for herbs and kind of missed a, missed a couple of uh, rather important events while she was uh, off collecting herbs, but uh, she's caught up with them now. I don't know if she missed them so much as got to avoid them. <laughs> Avoided the, yeah. So there, were, there was an encounter with some sort of strange wolfman who, when you slayed him, reverted into the body of a wolf as opposed to a human, which is different to the encounter in, in the jailhouse. Now, I believe you used uh, doses of wolfsbane. And I'd just like to do a check-in around the table around how much Wolfsbane people have left. I have zero. Well, I had none. I think I, I got some that yeah, we got Toby some, had. Uh, not, did, uh, did we get some from the the farmhouse? I thought they had some at the farmhouse that they let us have. Good question. I The one I used was one I think you dropped out the window earlier in the encounter. Yeah. Uh, we found some silver weapons in that house. I don't think we found any wolves. No, no, that was in the um, house where we were attacked by the werewolf. I think they had some hanging up, didn't they? Maybe. If it's not written on your sheet. We well, no, no, because I used it all up. Yeah. 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 <laughs> I have some animal bane. That's I wouldn't know if that's the same as wolfsbane, wouldn't I? Different. It is different. Different. Ilse has uh, a portion of wolfsbane, but one of the things she had was trying to look for as well while she was foraging was any more. So I don't know what the chances were that she picked up some more. It would be arduous because wolfsbane usually grows in the mountainous regions, which is away from the road. Maybe she just picked up uh, various healing herbs then. Yeah. Bias does not have any wolfsbane. However, he does have a bottle of leeches. And really, that's more important. <laughs> yeah. And um, some black lotus. Now, Richie, because Bias has been here for 20 years and your house had a reasonable amount of wolfsbane, um, you can roll D6 divided by two, and that's how many pastes you have. Uh, I rolled a two, so a one. Okay, Better thanks. than nothing. So... What do you know about the old Katarkin Inn? So during the day, it's quite a upmarket place where the upper scoldians come to have lunch, catch up on gossip, discuss song and literature and economics. Um, and there's a beautiful view of twin waterfalls that fall into the cauldron. And this whole uh, water system is um, called the Sing Song River. Now... Towards the end of the day, those sort of people file out and then the, the drinks and the food move to the tavern, which is in the same building, but you just sort of have to sort of go to a different section. And you've secured rooms for the night and I guess the evening, late afternoon evening is uh, yours to do with as you will. Toby, what is Marja wearing? <laughs> Her armour. Okay. Um, so Ilse notices and uh, she's a little bit confused and she uh, speaks to Marja and says, um, 
Mother Marja, I notice you're looking different. Um, do you need me to sew you some new robes? No, no, quite happy with what I've got. But uh, this is it's not befitting one of your uh, position in the in the church. I don't have a position in a church, I don't think anymore. I am no longer an anchorite, I don't feel. But I'm no longer a cloistered away in my little closet with my shit bucket. <laughs> but is that um, a comment on the quality of the bucket or the use of the bucket? Or use of both? the bucket. Both. Well, yeah, both. But if uh, you're found to be wearing that garb, I'm sure you you may get in trouble. You may even get excommunicated from the church. Oh, that's what my spear's for. Pardon? To protect me if I get in trouble. I mean, uh, if you know, if the bishop sees you, he he might um, think I you've lost your way and don't excommunicate. I think you. we are where you think we are. Uh, I'm well, sorry, Marja. Are, are you threatening to spear a bishop? Well, maybe. Uh, is that worth corruption? Oh <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like big talk to me. I think it's uh, deeds, not words. I think that we should sit and pray together about this and ask for some strength. I've I've done get through thirty years of praying. Time. I'm I'm done with it. You're, what do you mean done with prayer? It, but it's it's the way of. I can't, I'm flabbergasted. Did you mean you're going to pray less, like only five or six times a day? Done with it. Oh, my. Well, I shall be praying for you. I, I, I think, Ilse, you should probably pray for all of us. I do. Oh. Regularly. Well, I'm grateful. I, I prayed that I would find you again, and I did. You see, um, Mother Mary came to me in a vision, and she told me to um, spread her, her love to all I meet when I travel. So even though... Uh, Mother Marja seems to have lost her way. I shall pray with her and travel with her and see if I can bring her back into the light. I can see uh, Mother Marja vigorously nodding her head. Uh, no, shaking her head. <laughs> it's okay, Mother. I love you, as does your father in heaven. So what's going on for Marja at the moment? Well, like I said, she's spent 30 years in that little... Hole in the wall. She's what about your vows? Have you forgotten them? Forsaken them, basically. I've killed people. But, you know, I, I, I killed the dog in, well, in self, sort of self-defense, but admittedly I've killed people. Those two werewolf creatures as well. Struck but, blows against but you can ask forgiveness. I think they were um, not worthy of forgiveness. I think I, you know, they were blows well struck against creatures that were against nature. And I don't Do you mean, think. Are you talking about uh, demons or creatures of the devil? Well, maybe. Just maybe. The dog was definitely not a uh, good person. Still, it sounds as though your faith has been tested and you're wandering aimlessly in the a spiritual desert at the moment. Well, I don't. Even, like I said, I don't even think we're in any, even where we started. I think we're in a completely different place with creatures that we would never see in or but around. surely us. it's still all part of God's creation. Do they even worship God here? Have we even tried to ask? Ah, oh, so what you're saying is we should spread his word here. and That's, that's, <laughs> that's a very good idea. You go about that. I'll be busy doing other stuff. So I guess the key question is, uh, have you abandoned your religion or were you just sort of posing to have that religion? I think it was more forced upon me. Yeah, I think um, Marja was a very rambunctious youth and was uh, locked up by the church as an anchorite, forced religion upon upon her. So I guess I'm wondering about the, the corruption question. Has she sort of rejected her faith or was it sort of not really there in the first not place? Not really there in the first place. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> 
I rest my so case. You sat in a cell <laughs> for 30 years when you didn't really have a, a reason? Oh, I was condemned to my fat, you well, know. She was locked in the cell. She <laughs> climbed out the back in the end, didn't she? So you're a prisoner on the um, honour system, essentially. <laughs> I sneak out for a quickie every now and then. <laughs> Yikes. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, <clears throat> that was uh, rather... Illuminating. Illuminating, yeah, conversation <laughs> in the, in the uh, tavern. The tavern where you are, it, it's kept dimly lit even during the brightest of days and the majority of the eastern half of the room is taken up with a sunken area that contains the bar and several tables. There's a wide variety of bottles and glasses that stand on a heavy shelf. The western wall of the room is composed of a long dark row of dark brown curtains screening off three alcoves. The curtains covering the centre alcove hang open revealing a round table and several stout chairs around it and some, you know, some whispers can be heard behind some of the other curtains but uh, the thickness of these curtains make it very difficult if not impossible to hear what's being said the barman is a large uh, man with a, a thick beard but but dressed well enough and he he's the one who's um rented the rooms to you and uh he kind of stands there expectantly um just watching you talk about your, your previous lives. That sounds like uh, you could use a drink if you've been locked up for many years. Uh, no, I'd, I'd like some water, though. Water? You sure? Yes. I'd like a brandy, please, sir. He's not old enough. I am. Brandy, hey? Sure. Well, if something's going to put hairs on your chest, it would be a brandy. I'll have one, thanks. Well, that would be three silver... That's that's a lot of sugar candy that you go. Yeah. Um. Do you have um uh, lollies? Is this code for something? You know, lollies, honey lollies. Uh, no, they'll be have honey mead. I have one of those instead, please. Well, I can do that for you. But you first, you said you wanted uh, the the brandy. You sure you don't want to try have both? No, no, I'll stick with the the the, the um mead. Thank you. A helmet. I, I believe he's trying to upsell you. Yeah, I I I, I think I understand. Well, that'll be one silver. He uh, hands you back some money because you gave him too much. How about the rest of you? Just water, please. Or milk if you've got it. Yes, that'll be um, three bronze pennies. Have you got change for a silver? Yes, I have a silver here. He, uh, he passes the, your change of nine brass pennies and provides you with a cup of milk. Thank you. How about you? Uh, what would you like? To drink. Uh, I won't have anything, thank you. Uh, I think I might just uh, take the air. I'll buy your milk, Rafe. No, I'm quite all right. Uh, sure. I yes, thank you. And you, young lady? No, none, nothing for me, thanks. Kind of looks somewhat frustrated. Well, what- look, we've already paid for the rooms. Well. It's not like we're freeloading. Have a maid with me. And uh, what about the old fella there? How much is beer? Well, um... By the Stein at seven brass pennies. For those of you who have had a alcoholic drink, um, depending on the quality of the drink, depends on how drunk you might get or intoxicated. So comes under the label of liquid courage. And so, Helmet, you've had mead, mm-hmm. so you need to make a routine toughness test. Toughness. So routine allows you to add plus 10 to your toughness skill. 
Okay. You have to roll under it. If you don't have toughness, it is... Oh, there it is. I don't, so... Um, you don't have any uh, ranks in it? Nope. So it's just against the ability score, plus 10%. I pass that. Okay. Just. Well, you keep your wits about you, and bias, you have the beer, which is, you know, uh, not particularly strong, and so you can make an easy toughness test. And if I don't have toughness? Um, the toughness skill is related to your brawn, brawn yep. so you just roll under your brawn okay. plus 20. Plus 20. Yep. Uh, I failed. So, yeah, um, you immediately suffer 3d10 plus 3 physical peril. Wow. One corruption. Holy crap. Why do you drink in this game? <laughs> this is all dangerous and fighting. Okay, so can you, I can see my peril thresholds, but how do I, what do I do with this? Yeah, so roll 3d10 plus 3. Uh, 23 total. And what's your... Uh, I see. So it goes 7, 13, 19, 25. So it's between 19 and 25. Yeah. So it'll be. So, yeah, you drop down to that third step in the peril track. Ignore two skill rankings. Yeah. So that means that when you do other skill checks, because you're a, a bit drunk, for every skill rank you ignore now, if you've got one, mm-hmm. so that drops that skill down by 10% yep. when you try and roll. Under it. Uh, unless you've got a focus in it? Yes, correct. The other thing, however, is, uh, yeah, this is going to last for, um, uh, I think, six hours. But the great thing is that you kind of, you know how when you get drunk, you can take a bit more punishment because you're a bit number or you've got a bit more, less inhibitions. And um, What's so the name of the country that we're in? Katarkas. Katarkas Courage. Courage, yeah. yeah. <laughs> So you get plus three to your damage threshold. Cool. Okay, let's drink some more. I, I think you've had enough, Bias. Already. No, I'm getting some more. Another beer. You must remember that Bias has a leave pass from his wife. Oh, God. <laughs> so perhaps he hasn't had the opportunity to uh, Bias splash th- out. Bias throws another nine brass pennies at the bartender. Somebody going to stop him? Okay, you're set up with... Uh, with Steins. Okay. Uh, does anyone else wish to take any actions or just watch? Uh, does somebody want to stop him? No. He's a grown, uh, grown man. He can... Um, yeah, but... He can I mean, wake up with a hangover tomorrow. He's the most mature by... <laughs> well, I don't know now. Actually, I think he is. I'm 60. How old are you, Bias? Uh, well, what if he was plus 20? Yeah, exactly. Be. <laughs> I'm not that old. I'm middle-aged. But you add plus 20 to whatever you were when you... Created the character. Oh, yes. <laughs> a middle age plus 20. <laughs> <laughs> so old. He's an antiquarian, not a mathematician. It's an antique is what he is. I'm younger than the things <laughs> I hang around with. What's your wife? Don't talk about my wife. <laughs> Sorry. How about the rest of you? What do you want to do? Uh, what time of day is it? It's, uh, I think it was sort of around mid to late afternoon. And he's hammered. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to make another test? I'll ask you soon. Okay. Was anyone going to step out or have a look? Yeah, Rafe, Rafe was going to sort of have a look around town, I guess, see, what, see what's there. We don't really know much about it. Do you mind a com- companion in your travels? But no, not, not at all. Okay, I'll come with you. Well, I might as well come too. No, nah, you're drunk. Stay here. I'm not drunk. I'm fine. He's drunk. I'm not we'll stay drunk. here and look after him. Fine. Well, he's in a bar, I mean. I suppose. Are there <laughs> other patrons in this establishment? There are behind curtains. Um, okay. It's 
there's the bar, the bartender. There's also a couple of bar bar wenches. Okay. Um, well, Bias is trying to teach the bar staff some antiquarian songs and trying to like get them to you know, go. Come on, okay, now one, two. Yeah, the, um, that approach. They seem to uh, yeah, take interest in that. You know, with the singing and the theatrics, and um, yeah, make a make a standard role around. Uh, let's see, the charm. Unless there's some other sort of skill you'd like to use, I'll try charm. Um, but I lose two skill ranks, so that's minus twenty percent. Is that right? Uh, no, you just don't get to count it. If you don't have the skill, you won't lose anything. If you're oh. just rolling straight fellowship, yeah, I, I think I do not have the skill. Yeah, then then you you just roll your straight. Mm-hmm. Um, I succeed. Okay. He he starts pouring you another stein to keep you uh yeah, he he, he sort of regards you in a favorable manner and uh yeah, has a chat and yeah, feel feel free to you can ask him whatever you like casually if you like. Uh he seems quite receptive to you. He likes hearing about your your tales and songs. So you might want to just uh pocket that for the moment. Have a think. Sure. Just let me know. How about you, young man? Would you like uh, to try a real man's drink like beer? Okay, sure. Your friend here, he's um, interesting. You should stick by him. (laughs) No, 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 on the house. It's all right. Fantastic. Thank you. What did I think of the honeymoon? I mean, what did it taste like? Was it lolly (laughs) resembling? Well, um, you like honey? Yeah. Yeah. It's a sweet tasting wine. I guess I really enjoyed that then. Mm. Hmm. Maybe I should be holding. No. Okay, I'll I'll have a beer. Good. All right. Well, we'll make you. We'll get you to make a, a toughness check at the same time when uh, bias does down the track too, because I guess you're just sort of sitting on your drinks unless you want to kind of skull. No, no, <laughs> skull and sculled. Having an afternoon session. <laughs> As you step out, you notice that the the fog is starting to rise, coming up from the cauldron and starting to envelop the island which the old Katakan Inn is situated on. But the way is still clear into town. Does town itself look clear? Uh, yeah. Okay, so we're, we're up above the town. You're you're sort of situated north of the town, right on the river. Yeah. So you have to cross uh, some some bridges to get into town. Yeah, Come, is, I'm just wondering what we can sort of see of town from here. It's a uh, sprawling metropolis. And guard towers in the distance. Can we say anything resembling, I guess, um, markets or trade district or something like that? You'd probably have to get into it. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, you can always ask for directions. Sure. Is it just Rafe and. No, I'm Rafe and Mother Marja. Uh, I'm going to accompany you because I feel uh, uncomfortable with all of those men drinking in there. Well, that's probably sensible. Mm, thanks. We need someone to look after us, don't we? Well, we can look after one another. <laughs> a drunk and a small boy. All right, well, we will head towards town. Well, uh, this town, there are there's a deliberate military presence here. Uh, you see guards patrolling. But a lot of people were starting to sort of shutter up their windows and... You ask about and they sort of point you in the right direction. They sort of say, they kind of look you up and down and ask you, you want to go to the common markets or... Well, are they going to be shut? It looks like everyone's closing up rather early. Well, yes. uh, Normally, uh, most people close up around 
as it gets dark, the it's not advisable to be on the streets at night. I thought you said it was the afternoon. Yeah, I was thinking about half past four. Okay. What time does it get dark? Oh, usually um, six. So we have we have a, a some time yet. Yeah, yeah. The, the markets will be open, but you know, the mothers are starting to bring in the washing and chase the children in for dinner. All right. Well, very well. Thank you. Thank you for your assistance. Well, I, I guess we head towards where we've been told the market is. Um, Rafe will do his best to avoid the. Are they? Do they seem to be actual military rather than sort of watch or guards, or are they just? Yeah, they are military. The guard, the the military are the guards. Okay. Do do we know who whose army they are? The Lord of Katarkas, the uh, the Meister Singer. Okay, so he's still in charge of Skald as well. Harmonia has their own Meister Singer. Okay. And this is like the grand Meister Singer. Whoever's the Meister Singer of Skald is the the head of the country. Okay, so they have their own here. This is Harkin Lucas, is it? Yes, Harkin Lucas. The closest market is Upper Skald, and this is where you can buy, I guess, goods that are harder to procure. Um, So like um, things that cost gold coins as opposed to silver and brass pennies. The marketplace is quite a distance to the to the west and there's sort of a, a ring road. So the the other market's close to the docks on the, the Sing Song River. All right, how long does it take to get to the market? Oh, half an hour. All right, well, uh, we best uh, just have a quick uh, poke around, I guess. We, we need to be back, uh, apparently. I, if the locals don't think it's good to be out on the streets at night, then uh, I, I think perhaps we should... We should follow listen. that. Yes. yes. Follow their advice. Well, the market in Scold has, I guess it's just bigger and there's more as compo- as opposed to Harmonia. There's more exotic goods. So there'd be um, strange animals like uh, monkeys and um, ravens and rats and all dogs and cats of all different varieties. There's uh, all a variety of different foods. Um, is there anyone selling arms or armour? Yes, there are people who sell, I guess, um, simpler type of weapons. Are you trying uh, to sell some armor? No, no, I'm trying to buy some. Okay. Uh, what, what sort of level of stuff are we talking about? Well, usually, I'd say in the market, anything that's sort of um, a simple weapon you could purchase there, they might have something uh, more martial in stock. And with the armour... You might be lucky to get mail. Well, I would be looking, I guess, looking for something like leather armour mm-hmm. uh, from an armour point of view and from weapons, perhaps something like like a simple a simple sword. So I guess a um, hunting sword, rapier is in there, but that doesn't strike me as necessarily a simple weapon in terms of availability. Mm. It's also one of the most expensive ones there. Yeah, <laughs> it, it, it'd be a, it'd be a rolling a six on a d six to see if they have one of those on st- in stock. Yeah. Uh, what about a, a what about a hunting sword? Hunting sword isn't that just a short sword? Well, I'm not sure. Ah, uh, that's from Main Main Gorsh. Is it? Well, if it is, I've got a copy of the PDF right here. So, yeah, it's basically a sort of short sword. By the look of it, how much is it? Uh, I think two gold. 
Two gold. Okay. So how much do you want to shop around? Well, I guess that's the main things I'm looking for, but I mean, we've probably only got about a half hour or so from what you said to to do that. All right. If you have a skill rank in bargain, you can attempt to haggle for a cheaper price for equipment. I do have a skill rank in bargain. And it's easier to wheel and deal for those of the same social class. So there could be a modifier there because you're in the market. Yep. They're lowborn. Okay, I'm a burger or whatever the whatever the sort of middle class. They're going to take you for all you've got. So with a, um, uh, a successful bargain test, you can increase the resale price for every six points of FB. Yep. Do we have weapons we needed to sell that we got from that guy's house? Oh, well, maybe. Wasn't there like a gold sickle or something? Oh, I've got a silver sickle, but I was keeping that in case. Yeah, we can't I've got up a against silver hunting sword, I think. Any kind of similar. Hang on, do we know that silver affects them? We've been told. We, well, we don't think we know, but I think. Just assume. <laughs> yeah, because we, we, oh, we, we bias, wouldn't know. Cause, bias, did Bias say anything about it? Yeah, I don't know why we'd know. Because he coated his dagger with um, wolfsbane, so we don't know if it was actually the wolfsbane, the dagger, or both that did damage to that first were creature. Mm, because true. Because he had, yeah. So if you make a bargain roll, yep. a successful bargain roll, then you can. What's your um, fellowship bonus? My fellowship bonus is four. So you can have it at 90% of the listed price. If you fail, it's normal price. If you critically fail, then we'll say time has elapsed. So what do you want to bargain for first? For the armour, and that's a success. You strike a deal. The leather armour is normally 20 gold coins. But at 10% discount, you can have it for 18. Okay, well, I'm going to have to pay for that with a gem worth 22 gold pieces. Ah, he wants it. He's thinking, how am I going to break this? I'm I'm willing to just pay the gem. All right, is is there something else I can throw in for you? A shield, perhaps? Sure, yes, that would be wonderful. So he lets you take a... A selection of a, a buckler or a wooden shield. Uh, Marja, what, what sort of shield would you prefer to use? Wouldn't mind a wooden shield. Oh, very well. He says the great thing about the wooden shield is... I don't care, not- shut up. Just give me the shield. I'd like to know. <laughs> oh, okay. Is that it, uh, it, is, it is light and it is defensive. So... The shield should be. So the buckler is useful for defence... Only really, it doesn't do much. You might be able to parry a blow, but the wooden shield is quite good because you can do the same thing. However, you can also strike at your opponent with it, which um, confers a plus one to damage whenever you do a, a melee attack. I think it'd be awesome if shopkeepers actually said that part. Um, I suppose given my, my good, <laughs> given the value of the gem and my bargain roll, would he throw in a buckler and a shield? Done. Excellent. And Mother Marja, look at the shield as a symbol of uh, shielding <laughs> you from the e- influence of evil in your life. <laughs> All right, well, I'm, as I say, I'm giving the, uh, the wooden shield to Marja. Sweet. And he points you in the direction of a weapons um, dealer. Thank you very much. And uh, I believe you're after a hunting sword. Uh, yes. Mm, actually, I wouldn't mind a hunting sword as well. I might sell my wooden, hardened wooden spear. Are you going to sell that? I would, yes. Yeah, so, Rafe, could you sell the spear for me oh, and, right, well, and the stirk? Let's see if we can make a deal. All right. So the first thing I want is a... Um, bargain? Trade, yeah, bargain skill, but minus 10 because you're different social class. Okay. Nope, not going to do it. But not a critical failure. 
So usual price. So how much can I can I get for my selling my weapons? It's like half or something, isn't it? So sixty percent of listed price. Okay, so I can get three silver pieces for the dirk and oh, so fifty percent because it, you didn't make the roll. So two silver and six brass pennies for the dirk and three three and uh, three and six for the star spear. Is there any sort of longer bladed weapon? It's only really the rapier, isn't it? You could ask him if there's uh roll a D six, see if there's anything else. A scythe? I rolled a five. It's just the simple melee weapon list. So he um he's he's uh still waiting for you to perhaps make a purchase. He's he would perhaps prefer to trade some of your weapons for part of the price of anything you buy. I, yeah. I'm happy to just hand over my gold for my Sword. All right. I'll, so I'll so hand two. in the. I'll oh. get a hunting sword, but I'll trade in the dirk and the um fire hardened spear. All right. So all up, that's five silver, and uh, six silver all up. So you get some brass pennies back. So I know I'm going to have to give him a gold, one gold, and um fourteen silver. Okay. So how drunk is Bias by this point? So uh, Bias and Helmet, can we have some toughness tests, please? Because it's beer, it's, you get plus 10 to your toughness. I failed. <laughs> I succeeded. <laughs> We're going to get back and you're just going to be yep, I'm going absolutely munted. Has my dog been allowed in? Is he allowed in the um, bar? Because I'm just going to have my arm around the dog and I'll be singing away. <laughs> yeah, we're singing that with the bar staff. Yeah. yeah, they let you go get Frida. Yeah. And bring her in. Frida can have some as well. So helmet 3D10 plus 3 peril as you are intoxicated somewhat. Bother. What was it? The uh, 3D10 plus 3. 3. 30. <laughs> so what you also got the dunderhead quality, haven't you? Oh, I do. One additional step on the peril track. You are utterly And also wasted. one corruption. So um And you take one corruption from being drunk. Yeah, so that's over my top. So I go up four steps, is that correct? Oh five. Wait a minute, am I incapacitated? I think so. <laughs> I think I am. Oh great. Well, two pot screamer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, if I go up four ranks plus the one for being a dunderhead, one additional step on the peril track, then yeah, I'm 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 passed out. So you're intoxicated or whatever incapacitated comes to. So I, mean, I can't do it. It says here, you know? if for some reason you are incapacitated while intoxicated, you fall unconscious for six hours. <laughs> well, you cannot recover your peril condition track for twenty four hours after being intoxicated. As you suffer from a hangover. <laughs> oh, lovely. Okay, so hang on. What, how did the peril track work again? I just go, what do I add a chaos rank or something? Um, how did that work? I've forgotten how it goes. So you add to corruption. Oh, corruption's at the number in the middle. Yeah. And it's reset since, because I've got a six it's, in It's there reset the after we roll. At, which we haven't which done we haven't for a while. Done. Yeah, we haven't, we haven't six, done a sort of end of session type thing for a while. Well, I'm now blotto. I'm not doing anything for a while. <laughs> yeah, thanks for coming. <laughs> so Bias turns to Helmet to sort of, you know, cheers and, and, and sing and then kind of notices. <laughs> I've curled Helmet up asleep. Passed out with my dog. Uh, the innkeeper says, 
we could perhaps perk him up. Like weekend at Bernie's. <laughs> <laughs> he sort of um, brings out a little pouch with uh, a variety of pockets, which has different sorts of weeds <laughs> and uh, smelling salts and those sorts of things. Bias is, <laughs> is very excited about this. <laughs> Great. So we're going to have a drug addict kid. <laughs> oh, no, I think Bias is going to take the drugs. <laughs> <laughs> So yeah, there's um, there's smelling salts, but there's also other things here. If you would um, like to partake in devil weed or laudanum, okay, he'll just try whatever's going. It's going to cost though. Okay, well, I basically like slam all the rest of my money on the table. How much is that? The princely sum of eight brass pennies. I noticed that the young fella had uh, a little <laughs> bit more money in his purse. Yeah, good point. Uh, so this is another 20 brass pennies. 20 brass pennies in all? No, uh, 28. 28 together. Tell me a bit about taking helmet's money. What's, I guess that's, uh, stealing uh, and... That's got to be corruption, isn't yeah. it? No, I, I think basically like by, like, so the bartender says, this is the way I imagine this is the bartender says, oh, you know, your friend had money in his purse and bias kind of looks over probably to where helmet keeps his purse, just sort of looks at the bartender. Looks back at Helmet, looks at the bartender, shrugs. <laughs> like basically kind of encouraging him to help himself, but I'm not going to take it out for him. Just, <laughs> oh, that's just, how you're justifying it to yourself. Yeah, that's how I'm justifying it to myself. <laughs> just, just like, you know, I'm going to, we can do this together, but it's going to have to be together. I'm not just going to take the money off him. So the bar, I'm, I'm expecting the bartender to do it. Yeah, pass me the purse. I'll, we'll fix him up. We'll see if we can at least get him with his eyes open. <laughs> Uh, fine. Bias leans down and picks up the purse. Look, it's um, how big is he? Um, I'm hefty, I think. Whatever the. But you, how old are you? Thirteen. Yeah, but you're not fully grown, most likely. No, husky is the bilge type I am. So when the bartender goes through Helmet's pouch, there's quite a a lot of money in there, particular silver, and he he takes. Seven silver shilling and uh, releases it. He says, uh, "Pop this and release it under his nose, and he should come right." I do that. So uh, you take a point of corruption as you are awoken by smelling salts. You are one track up from intoxicated. Again, you take the penalties because what's the second last from incapacitated? Mm, ignore three skill ranks. Okay, certainly so, not going to have three skill ranks in anything. No, and you take uh, another point of corruption. Another point of corruption for taking drugs. But that's not my <laughs> choice. Come on. I mean, is smelling salts really a drug though? Like, mm. it, it maybe corruption's more for like waking up with a really bad headache. Um, I'm not sure of the origins of smelling salts, or but I, I'm guessing with anything like uh, anything drug-like, it can corrupt the body and the soul in some small way. Whether he he's actually overall corrupted, we'll find out at the end of the game. It's just a, a vulnerability has been put into place. Mm-hmm. Same with the drinking. So presumably that seven shillings bought more than some smelling salts, barkeep. <laughs> Bath salts. Bath salts. <laughs> <laughs> oh, no. Just try and eat you. Tobias, he offers a, a pipe. He says, oh, this, this, this is nothing. You can have some of this. Okay, great. Because I like you. I rather like the guy. And the boy is rather nice with his little doggy. I smoke up. The, the conversation turns to, so um, you seem like a, a, a rather uh, mature, sensible, entertaining fellow. 
Thanks. Do you, uh, are you married, perhaps? Uh, yes, I'm married. Hmm. And you're from out of town, you're saying? You have a slight lilt of the Harmonian uh, accent in with you, which I find rather appealing in its own way. It kind of gives you a wink. Okay, I'll wink back. Well then, and how are things with your marriage? Uh, I mean, it's always a compromise. You know, we've been married a long time. I'd say that the passion's gone out of it, but there's some degree of comfort. I see, yes. Yes, I can relate to this myself. And sometimes you just feel like throwing all caution to the wind and uh, perhaps um, starting over again, perhaps even just for a taste of what it was like at the beginning with someone new. True. What What is this uh, pipe smoke doing to me? <laughs> well, it is um, reducing your will, no doubt. Uh, so usually with most um, delirians... Depending on how much you have, they can, like, they reduce your your will and your perception and so on. Mm-hmm. And you take a point of corruption too for having it. Devil weed reduces your encumbrance limit, limit initiative and movement by a minus three penalty for the next six hours. But I guess overall you're feeling pretty relaxed. Okay, so yeah, Bias pulls out this massive jar full of leeches. And just like, oh, this is just, it's just too heavy. And he just puts it on the bar. He's like, look at this. He taps on the glass. It's so cool. I'm just like staring <laughs> at the jar and watching the leeches like kind of wriggle around and pointing to the bartender. Look, 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 check it out. You know what would have been fun if he was still asleep and we tipped the jar on him? <laughs> <laughs> That's such a good idea. Is there, let, Let's look around for any other patrons in here who have passed out. Let me just leave it here. If anyone does, we will do that to them, <laughs> you and I. Cool. Or, well, it could be useful if there's a bar fight later to get rid of the bruising. True. Was there any other things that you wanted to purchase at the market? Well, Ilse, is there anything you, you need? I, I don't just mean weapons. I know that's not really your area of interest. Not really, as long as I've got enough food. Is, is that something we need to buy? Do we need to make sure we're buying food for our travels? Well, I, I think we're staying put for at le- the next few days at least. So uh, hopefully the inn can help us out there. And uh, if, if we need to get anything, we can. Then there's probably nothing more that I need. All right. Well, uh, perhaps uh, we should head back before it gets too dark. I don't want to be caught out at night. No, I, I, I agree entirely. Let's go back to the pub. As you are making your way through the streets, the the fog is starting to... Settle on, not settle, but sort of starting to rise and and seep into the town. Making your way back, let's just go for a a navigation check. Either of us, or well, probably the person who has the highest role, or if you've got a skill rank in it. Has anyone got navigation? I, I, have, I have a got... skill rank. Well, Ilsa, please lead the way. I will do. Sorry, is it Ilsi or Ilsa? Ilsi, but Ilse. I do Thank get you. referred to as Ilsa and don't really care. So if I have one rank in navigation... That's plus 10. Uh, is this a standard roll? Or I'm going to make it routine. routine. So that's another plus 10. Um, I needed a 64 and I got a 66. We're lost. That's a critical fail. Right. So you immediately take 2d10 plus 2 peril uh, from the stress of not being able to work out the way back to the all end. All of us or just him? 2d10 plus how much? Two. And that's all of us? Uh, just him. Okay. Her. Her. Five, which equals the threshold. Is that enough? Is it equal or exceed or exceed? I believe you have to exceed. Okay. 
So you start seeing Ilsa becoming somewhat frustrated, I guess. It's all right. We'll find our way. Don't worry, Ilsa or Ilsi, whatever your name is. Yeah, oh, thank you. You're you're very kind. Uh, I was sure it was this down this street, but I think um, obviously I made a mistake. Is there anyone around at all? Yeah, well, um, most people were starting to, to to close up, and the streets are becoming rather empty. Make a awareness check, somebody. Standard. Standard. Yeah. That's a success. All right. So there seems to be a a bit of a an armed procession. Uh, moving around the streets with someone in a, is it palaquin? That's a litter, I think, if it's an enclosed one. Yeah. Yes. And they're sort of wandering around the street on their, wherever destination they're due. What is that? Is that someone important in there? Well, it probably is. I'm not sure it's safe to stop their guards. They might not be thrilled to be prevented from wherever they're going. Yeah. Uh, perhaps, could you try talking to the Milsey? You're certainly not threatening. I- I'm willing to back you up, but uh, I'm not necessarily the sort that guards like that much. Yes, uh, I'm worried about being left out at night. Perhaps, so should I ask one of the guards directions to, what was the name of the The old Katakanin. The old Katakanin. I'll just hail, I'll hail a guard. Uh, hail, guard. Excuse me, do you have a moment for a, a quick question? Uh, if you're too busy, then I understand. Let's see how charming you are. I'm going to make it hard because they are on a mission. And what's your social rank? Burger. Burger. Okay. No, I, I, I fail. So stay back. We're we're on our way to the old Katakan Inn. Oh, sorry, to, sorry to interrupt you, sir. Well, there you go. Uh, let's we're follow just, them. We're going to look a bit suspicious. Yes. Following <laughs> them. Two heavily armed people trailing their litter might arouse their suspicions. <laughs> Yes. Do you want me to trail them at a distance and you trail me at a distance? Yeah, that I think that might be sensible. Well, let's do that. I'll, I'll sort of, uh, you've probably noticed as I walk, I've got a bit of a limp and I'm not very fast, but uh, I'll trail them uh, just a, a short distance behind them. Okay, because of the fog and it's dark, I'm going to make this easy, an easy stealth test. Can I maybe give Ilse my lamp? Do we have time to sort of, so she could light that so we could see her? More easily through the fog? Yeah, sure. All right. So I got a seven for stealth. Okay. Is this a, this counts as an urban area, yes? Yeah. So this is easy, is plus 10? Plus 20. Plus 20. Oh, sorry, plus 20. I have another plus 20 from Streetwise, so that's plus 40. <laughs> uh, so <laughs> 83, 93. So if I fail this. So you're following the palaquin and then Ilse's. No, we're, Ilse's following the. The, the litter the or whatever, and then with the lamp, and then we're following her and the lamp light. So the, first of all, I'm uh, not. Ilsi's uh, not really trying to hide or be stealthy. She's just following at a distance. Like I don't. Yeah, the idea is Ilsi's not very threatening, okay. so she's following them. Gotcha. They she, shouldn't be that worried. But she if, doesn't feel like uh, she needs to be sneaky. She's just going to follow them because she's innocent. Yeah, whereas Marsha and uh, yeah, Rafe look a bit here. dodgy right now. Yeah, I've got a shield and sword <laughs> and a bow slung over my back. Okay. So Marsha's made her stealth check? Yeah, oh, she rolled a zero seven. Yeah, I, I pass easily. Great. Well, funnily enough, uh, yeah, they, they lead you back to the old Katakan Inn. As you cross the bridge to the old Katakan Inn, the, the fog is approaching chest height. The palaquin stops and is uh, put down, and a figure walks into the tavern from it. 
Do we recognise her or it? Uh, you're at a distance and the, the light blaring from the entrance, it's a, a bit hard. But someone's walked in and shortly after the guards and the palaquin disappear around the back. Do any of the guards enter the inn? No. no. Bias and Helmet, just before your companions enter, you notice a dapper, well-dressed man with fine clothes and a monocle enter. Yeah.